That's how Felicity begins. <laughs> the goofiest bitch. Like, <laughs> okay, so like, because you had seen. everyone this is alex and this is m welcome to the latest episode of the good the bad the basic this is the podcast for tv lovers movie buffs and binge watchers of all ages on this podcast we'll be discussing what we loved what we hated and what's just a bit problematic about the tv and movies that we're addicted to and do a bit of rewriting where necessary. For much more exclusive content, become a show producer over on Patreon and get access to after-the-episode outtakes, curated playlists, movie reviews, music video retrospectives, and so much more. Join the GBB family at patreon.com forward slash good, bad, basic. Today we're discussing the WB's hit college drama, Felicity. Felicity is a series in which the title character scraps all of her plans for college in order to chase her high school crush across the country. We follow the adventures of our heroine in love, academia, and adjusting to life in a new city with new adult responsibilities. Felicity was one of the most iconic shows of its era. So how do we think the show ended up almost 20 years after it ended? Well, stay tuned. everyone here are some critical details about felicity the series is classified as a college drama it's probably the only college drama i know that's actually classified as a college drama and not just a drama the show was created by jj abrams and matt reeves it was released from september 29th 1998 through may 22nd 2002 It aired on the WB Network for a total of four seasons and 84 episodes. The series stars Carrie Russell as Felicity Porter, our protagonist. She starts off as a pre-med student, becomes an art student, and then becomes a pre-med student once again. Scott Speedman as Ben Covington. He is Felicity's high school crush as well as the primary love interest for her on this series. Tangie Miller as Elena Tyler, Felicity's best friend and another pre-med student. Scott Foley as Noel Crane, Felicity's RA in season one, and also her secondary love interest. Amy Jo Johnson as Julie Emmerich, Felicity's friend and classmate, and Ben's initial love interest. Greg Grunberg as Sean Bloomberg. He is Ben's landlord and roommate, as well as a hobbyist inventor, and then later Megan's boyfriend. Amanda Foreman plays Megan Rotundi, who starts off as Felicity's roommate and enemy, later her friend, and again, later Sean's wife. Last but not least, Ian Gomez as Javier Clemente Quintara. He is Felicity's boss at Dean and DeLuca and her friend. So let's talk about it. Um, Felicity was a WB series, so of course they had a huge amount of episodes per season. 22 episodes in season one. The show begins the lo- the day of Felicity and Ben's high school graduation. These two come from Palo Alto, California. 
and she's supposed to go to uh to college um at one school she's already been accepted they have a great uh medical pre-med program she's supposed to go to stanford (laughs) yeah she's supposed to go to stanford uh so like our well yeah, Stanford's not Ivy League, but it's definitely a top-tier school. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's um, Ivy adjacent. Yeah, definitely Ivy adjacent. It's a top-tier school. It's very well-respected within the United States and worldwide. And they have a great pre-med program. And everyone knows that Stanford Medical School is one of the best in the in the world. And all systems are go. But she finally musters up the courage to talk to her high school crush, Ben Covington, and ask him to sign her yearbook. And he actually writes you know, something quite beautiful in her yearbook. Um, And based on what he wrote, she decides to change gears at the last minute and go to NYU because that's the school that he's going to. Um, Well, they say University of New York on the show, but it's NYU, you guys. It's NYU. (laughs) She, She decides to go there because he's going there. So she literally throws all of her plans for college and her immediate future out of the window to chase a boy that she only just plucked up the nerve to talk to for the very first time and who has no idea how she feels and has definitely not expressed any romantic interest in her across the country. That's how Felicity begins. <laughs> the goofiest bitch. Like, <laughs> okay, so like, cause you had seen, you know, obviously this is JJ Abrams. Felicity's probably Felicity is probably JJ Abrams' like first like big, big, like this was like what really like made him. And mm-hmm. so you had talked about um you had seen Felicity before, but I have never, ever, ever even like kind of watched half of an episode um of Felicity. And I knew nothing about it going in at all. I just knew that like it was the series that Carrie Russell was famous for. And I knew that like there's a whole like Noel Ben like infamous like love triangle that like people still argue about to this day. So when I went in and like that was a pilot, I was like, what is the show? Yeah. Felicity was doing the most. Now Here's the thing. I had seen Carrie Russell in features before because she had been she had been doing some, you know, like low level mid budget blockbusters prior to this. And she'd also done a few TV movies prior to this. Felicity was her first uh, television series since the Mickey Mouse Club. But I remember when. Carrie Russell was a teenager. She was often cast as a sex pot. She had those long, perfect curly blonde hair and she always looked very very polished and she kind of exuded a type of sensuality and i remember watching felicity and i was like the way that white people try to code basicness or averageness is really weird because all they did was not give that girl any conditioner and give her clothes that were five times too big for her yeah And all of a sudden, Felicity wasn't, like, Felicity was still considered a pretty girl, right? But she wasn't considered a sexy girl. And that was kind of the whole point of the show. Felicity's the good girl, the smart girl. And you have this guy who's a good guy and a smart guy, Ben, who wants her. And then you have this other guy, Ben, who, he's not a bad guy, but he, quote, unquote, can't be tamed, I guess, so to speak. And he's got a lot of demons. And that's the guy that she wants. Mind you, she doesn't know any of these things when she decides to follow Ben to um, NYU because she doesn't know anything about him. 
But we get into this. They meet again on the first day of, of class at NYU. And of course, she's like, oh, you're going here. I had no idea you're going here. I'm going here, too. It's giving very much single white female. Um, <laughs> it's it's a lot of stalker energy. And I feel like if you you could have done that whole the first half of the entire first season again with a different score or a different soundtrack. And it would have been like a completely different show, like a sinister I mean thriller drama. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is giving, even with the sort of framing that it has, like, it's big stalker energy. Like, when he, and it's interesting, because, like, when he, when she gets to NYU, and he's reasonably freaked out, the show is like, oh, isn't this so sad for, like, Felicity? I'm like, no, like, what she did was literally psychotic. I would, for, like, oh my god, what? <laughs> And here's the thing. I don't even think he reacted that bad. He's like, hey, you go here too? And she's like, yeah, I, I totally forgot you were going here. And he's like, that's cool. It'll be really cool seeing you around. Like, he doesn't start to be weird about it until she just stops, starts popping up everywhere. Right? Right. And he deserves and to be weird about it. I would be weird about it. <laughs> I would be very weird about it. But um, the moment Felicity gets to campus and Ben, uh, excuse me, Noel lays eyes on her for the first time, it's very clear that he likes her. He has really strong feelings for her. But it's also clear that she has feelings for Ben. And it's actually kind of clear as well that Ben has feelings for her friend and classmate, Julie. So there's a lot of like loose threads in this little weird love square type situation. Um, meanwhile, we have uh, Felicity's roommate, Megan Rotundi, who's like the epitome of, of late 90s goth. And she is a practicing witch. Uh, she's a Wiccan. And uh, uh, her parents are like a wasp. And that's a whole thing. We don't even find out till later in the show that Megan and her parents are insanely wealthy um so when she starts working she actually gets a job where ben works felicity that is she gets a job at a place called dean and deluca which i didn't even know until 10 years ago was is an actual place this is the actual name of this coffee shop dean and deluca is a real place you guys but they, they that's where ben works and of course felicity gets a job there too now the show frames it in such a way that she wouldn't have minded getting any other job, but the fact that Ben worked here was definitely a selling point for this job, right? Right. Um, because her whole thing is, in these neutral environments and situations, I see him more, he sees me more, we'll get to know each other, and then he will want me the way that I want him. The person that, again, she doesn't know at all. Um, right. Right. <laughs> like, um, the only person with her head on straight in season one is Elena Tyler, Felicity's best friend. She's a medical student. She's very focused. She's very driven, very type A personality. But even Elena, you know, that has her little faux pas in season one, like she has an affair with, an, with a professor. Oh, that was such a weird storyline. Like, I felt like I didn't understand. And, like, yeah, and Elena is, shout out to Elena. She's, like, the epitome of, like, the super hot 90s black girl. Like, crazy. Yes. Like, gorgeous and, like, dumb. Like, her body is so dumb. And, um, and then, like, yeah, and it's not, and it, and I remember, like, the professor, and it's weird because the professor storyline is, like, 
I'm not even mad that she slept with the professor. I'm just like, she couldn't have picked like a hot one. (laughs) They couldn't have given her like a hot one. She fell in love with his brain. Okay. I hate that. Like, well, what I do like about that storyline is where she realized he was giving her preferential treatment and she broke up with him because she realized the relationship she thought they had where like he liked her as a person was not the relationship they actually had. And clearly in his mind, it was a more transactional one and that's not what she wanted. Um, which I liked as well. Elena's a person who pretty consistently throughout the series is shown as being of strong moral character. Um, I won't, I don't won't say that she's the conscious of the group. Felicity thankfully doesn't put her in that position. Like the show doesn't put her in that position, but for the most part, she, she's a, she's pretty clear on who she is and what she wants, which is more than I can say for a lot of the other characters on the show. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, w- I will say I was pleasantly like pleased with, I think the Elena character in general. I mean, beyond the fact that they like sort of fridge her at the end. Mm. Um, uh, I do like that. She is consistent. They give her stories. She does things. She is like integrated. I think, decent i mean they there are i think times where they shove her to the side but they she's decently integrated into this friend group and she um and she does things she has stories she has stuff that she has to deal with and and that's and she has to sort of get out of those things and grow as a person within her own right and uh, i it was generally positive for me at least yeah i agree with that I think the only issue that I took, well, it's not an issue, but um, we meet Elena's dad during the like Thanksgiving episode of season one. And, you know, they, they kind of go back and forth about how, oh, Elena, you never come home. And she's like, I'm a busy college student. How come you never seen me? You've never come to see where I live, this, that, and the third. And so we know more about her father and his living situation and what her home life was like and how... Um, you know, for the most part, he's emotionally absent parent, but I wish we could have, I don't, I guess I don't want to say integrate her family life more because the show does a pretty good job about keeping the parents as background characters. Right. Mm -hmm. But I wish we could have seen more how that relationship impacted Elena's decisions at school, the way that uh, Felicity and Ben's relationships with their parents impacted them, if that makes sense, or even Julie's relationship with her biological mom right right and even i guess like um you're right because everybody else sort of like we see we get enough of a glimpse of their home life to understand how uh what their parents do like impacts them like even uh i would say sean sean is like the the guy his parents are probably integrated better than everyone else (laughs) right (laughs) we we really understand sean and um so yeah yeah but uh, um you know like i said these are very for me these are very slight grievances i was pleasantly surprised um with the elena character treatment even in retrospect um because again when this show came out i was 13 um i've watched it a couple times since then um in my 20s but, um, you know, as you get older, you, you you put a different lens on things. But I was pleasantly surprised with Elena. Um, and some of the matters that were tackled in season one. Like in season one, Felicity learns that her parents' relationship has been in jeopardy for a long time. And they only stayed married as long as they did. 
well, they only got married because Felicity's mother was pregnant. So she dropped out of college while her, Felicity's father continued on and became a doctor, right? And okay. they stayed married as long as they did for Felicity's sake. And now her mom is just done done. Um, we also uh, deal with a sexual assault um, uh, storyline with the Julie Emmerich character who is date raped. Um, right. Uh, so, like, it's like... I feel like these are really honest portrayals of things that happen at school. And one of the things I definitely will give the show credit for when it comes to like the whole rape plot line is that like they didn't show us the rape or anything leading up to it. Um, no need to traumatize the audience to get the point across. Um, but we did see the aftermath, how Julie dealt with things, how her rapist dealt with things and how her friends, um, and you know the anyone at school who might have known handled the situation, which I thought was a pretty honest portrayal of a decently supportive friend group. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but the show did re- did something really smart. They divided every season into years, so season one is the freshman year. Now in season one, it becomes clear, especially after Julie's rape, when she and Ben get closer, that he that he wants to be with her. But Julie knows that Felicity wants to be with Ben. So even though she's never been with Ben, Ben's not her ex. Ben has made has professed no interest in Felicity. She feels weird about dating Ben because of Felicity. Literally everyone in their sphere knows about Felicity's feelings for Ben. And they're walking around her feelings on eggshells. So for the beginning of their relationship, Ben and Julie couldn't even date openly because they were afraid of hurting Felicity's feelings. Which honestly is like goofy and it's big um, Elena Gilbert energy. Like, I, yes! <laughs> like, I'm like, whatever, that goofy, that goofy bitch will be all right. Like, um, no, no, you know what? It's not even because when Caroline started dating Matt, she was like, okay, girl. And when Caroline started dating Stefan, she was like, okay, girl. <laughs> Like Elena really don't care. When she's done, she's done. I mean, <laughs> but I guess the it's thing like, about Felicity is she was not getting picked. I think the I think I say Elena Gilbert energy in that like um the show being so precious about Felicity's feelings or everybody having to be precious about Felicity's feelings for reasons. <laughs> uh yeah, for like, you know, reasons. Who knows? Right. Um, the only time where Felicity is actually actually a likable character is when she's either with Elena, um, who, you know, they have a good friendship and the friendship is not, there's no tension of Ben in the midst of their friendship, or when she is talking to her friend Sally. So Sally is a former high school teacher of Felicity's. And uh, Sally is voiced by Janine Garofalo. We never actually see the Sally character. But instead of sending each other letters or emails, they send each other tapes, uh, voice recordings. And they're kind of like journals, diaries, letters to one another. And she said that she's never been able to talk to anyone the way that she can talk to Sally. And we see that when she actually does talk to Sally. There's a, a, a side of Felicity that's vulnerable without being pretentious. And that's very complex and layered without seeming overwhelming. And 
these particular scenes are some of the scenes that I miss the most, like from season one. We kind of get less of the less of the voice messages as the seasons wear on, but th- these are my favorite part- thing about season one. Yeah, I will say I really, I thought that was really inventive because usually what you have, I think in teen or like young adult narratives with women is that you have the 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 journal voiceover right like and this is like it's a staple of teen television it's moesha vampire diaries dawson's creek um riverdale like everybody does the 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 main character talking uh the main character doing this voiceover and them just writing in a journal i really loved um this this tape thing because it's a it one it was a creative way to essentially do the same thing but because it is a tape specifically to somebody else um in order to sort of set up like whatever the because it because the point of it is to set up whatever like the the it's to set up the narrative theme of the episode right but Mm -hmm. um because the tape is specifically to someone when you get to the end of the episode you get um when you get to the, you don't get that you don't get Felicity's voices voice again. You get Sally's voice, right? Which mm-hmm. I really loved because so whatever sort because essentially it gets to be the answer to whatever question that Felicity set up at the beginning of the episode. And it really um so even if like Felicity says some goofy bitch shit Sally's gonna come back at the end and be like, so you know you're a goofy bitch, right? <laughs> like, and uh, um and uh she'll be like, damn, I was acting goofy. Like, I am a goofy bitch. Like, I'm and but it's like we're learning, we're growing. And I really I loved it. I thought that was so wonderful and creative. And somebody needs to bring that back. Because I there is an aspect to that of hearing another character's voice. Um, even if you never see the character, but having like another character being able to to talk to our main lead in that really intimate way um, to help resolve problems that that's really compelling to me. I agree. And actually, I remember when I first watched the show as a kid, I always like I was always curious about Sally. Now, I recognize the voice immediately because Janine Garofalo has a pretty distinct voice and I've somehow managed to watch every movie she's ever made. (laughs) But as I've gotten older, I realized the beauty and the art in her being this disembodied character, this person who had such rich complexity in her voice and in the messages that she was sending to Felicity. Um, but we, us never seeing her kind of made her serve as Felicity's second conscience in a way. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. So, um, so that, let's talk about some of the goofy bitch shit that Felicity did. (laughs) Episode two, literally we are two episodes in Felicity is working at the admissions office and um, she reads an application essay that she assumes was from Ben or, or that it was his admission essay, right? And she reads it and she becomes even more enamored with him. Um, and it isn't until later that he admits to her because she was nosy, so he has to, that he lied on his college admissions essay. Like, right. he just pulled out all the creativity he could because he knew these people are suckers for a bleeding heart. And listen, no shame. 
Because if these if these schools want you to perform trauma for them, why the hell not lie? <laughs> he was just trying to get as far away as he could from his alcoholic father and enabling mother. I'm not mad about it, but I am mad at you invading privacy, sis. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so true. I just like, what? It was really, really weird. Then we have Noel chasing Felicity for the first, I guess, I guess for the first half of season one, right? Um, and then he finally, like, quote unquote, gets her. Like, she's showing real interest in him. It's like, Ben, who, what, where? And of course, this dude got a girlfriend at another college. Because why not? <laughs> After all this time he was chasing Felicity, he never picked up the phone to break up with his girlfriend, Hannah. A girl he's been dating since he was in high school, by the way. Played by the lovely Jennifer Garner. He invites her to Thanksgiving. There's a really, there's a lot of tension in the room. Felicity really wants no. She still kind of wants Ben, who's not there. Julie is also suspiciously absent. Elena's there and there's tension with her dad. Hannah knows that something is up, but she can't put her finger on it. Felicity really wants to like her, but of course Felicity feels guilty about being unwittingly being the other woman, kind of, almost, maybe. And, you know, Noel's just doing that typical guy thing where he doesn't want to leave a relationship until he secures another one because men are terrified of being alone. But um, Thanksgiving dinner, while it goes down well, there's no food being thrown and no fights at the dinner table, is probably one of the most tense dinner scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> Right. No, I'm not going to lie. Like, so after I watched, like, particularly in first season, because, uh, you know, the whole thing is like, Noel or Ben, Noel or Ben. I was like, these are y'all's kings for real? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me tell you why it was Team Ben. Ben, I feel, is uh, of a very, very, very flawed character. But, like, Felicity chased after him even after he told Felicity to stop chasing after him. So that's 100% your L to hold, sis. <laughs> <laughs> but with Noel, it's like, how are you telling this girl that she's the love of your life and you're being all pouty because she likes another guy while you have a whole girlfriend, sir? Right? That is no, real no grimy shit. No, actually has several girlfriends for the duration of the series. I believe in season two, it is. Uh, Amy Smart plays his girlfriend for a time, and then she ends up pregnant. It's a whole lot going on. Elena is also in a relationship in season one with this really attractive guy named Blair, who is two-timing her. Oh my gosh, this is this plot was so awkward because, oh my gosh, Elena, why are you bringing Felicity into Black people's business? Girl, but listen, she had to tell Felicity that man was two-timing. I mean, Felicity had to tell Elena that dude was two-timing her. She had no choice. But here's the thing. If my friend told me that my man was cheating on me and I'm getting ready to confront him, I'm absolutely bringing you into the room. I'm not giving him space to be like, she's lying. She's just jealous. You know, she's trying to tear us apart. Mm -mm -mm -mm. None of that he said, she said. <laughs> We're getting this out in the open today. Today. And it was also... Um, on the same episode where Julie, who we uh, already previously learned is adopted, finds the identity of her birth mother. Her birth mother is played by, played by Jane Kaczmarek, who is best known as for playing Lois on Malcolm in the Middle. And honestly, the casting is impeccable because she and Amy Jo Johnson do look like mother and daughter. Yeah, I bought it. I definitely bought it. 
poor Julie. Like, I remember that really, my heart just really went out to her because she goes about essentially getting to know her in the most awkward of ways. Right. And she also learns, unfortunately, well, or fortunately, I don't know. I don't know how to look at this, but when her mom got pregnant with her, she wasn't ready. And um, they, she gave her up for adoption. Her biological father had the, and her mother had been had split up at that time, and he never knew about her, never knew that she'd been given up for adoption. But they later reunited, got married, and had more kids. She has a whole family and full-blooded siblings out there. Like, if she felt bad about being adopted before, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like... Y'all really did the girl like this? And this woman literally couldn't be less interested in getting to know Julie. She doesn't want to mess up her life. She doesn't want her husband asking her questions about this child that he never even knew existed. She's just like, I hope you're not here to fuck up my life, kid. Like, do you need money? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, oh, no. It's so bad. (laughs) So bad. So sad. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. So later this season, um, we we meet this boy named Todd Mulcahy, who is a boy who, when Felicity was like a preteen, had an enormous infatuation on her. So much so that he actually tracked her down here to New York University. He's basically Felicity's Felicity. Yeah, the Todd. Yeah, and the Todd Mulcahy episodes are like, um, it's like a part one and part two, but and like it's. The show wants to frame it as, like, it's really... The show tries to frame it in a sort of, like, joie de vivre, like, romantic, spontaneous, adventurous, don't-close-yourself-off-to-new-possibilities way, but it's just giving stalker. Mm-hmm. And I think the... It, it, here's the thing. When you write a character like Felicity, who's kind of a stalker, you can't then turn around on the very same show, try to portray a Todd Mulcahy as a stalker as well. Like, he hasn't been following her for the last six years. He's just been infatuated with her for that long, right? <laughs> so if she's not a stalker, he's definitely not a stalker. Like, you you can't have it both ways. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it was just... They can't was, call him out without calling her out. Yeah, and, the sh- and, like, they... And, like, listen, like I said, the show does... And it, the show doesn't want to, but, it, like, it just... Everything he does is, like, particularly... When the whole thing is like, he's like, kiss me, just kiss me. She's like, no, like, that's weird. Like, and like, yeah, it is weird. But also, um, it's just, I don't know. Like, I get what they're trying to do. They're not nailing it. That's the point. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Later in the series, we also kind of dive more into the Javier character, who's a character that... You know, it's a supporting character for the duration of the show, but the show actually does a good job of letting us more and more into Javier's life as the seasons progress. Um, He actually proposes to Felicity this season in the hopes of retaining his green card or getting a green card because his visa has long expired. Yeah, the Javier character is interesting because he's being played by, like, He's clearly, like, that classic NY, like, Puerto Rican, Dominican, like, gay man. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
it's in the sh- and it's weird because he starts off clearly very much as like a caricature, because pl- he's played by this really famous like white character actor, and I feel like the show understands at least halfway through. I think I wouldn't even say the first. It uh, the show understands essentially at the end of season one that like it's fucked up that they have this weird caricature that's happening. Um, that's like borderline racist. And so then they fix it by deepening the character and actually making him a real character and giving him like full motives and thoughts and intentions and, and stuff beyond just like coming in and being flamboyantly gay. And I guess flamboyance within and of itself is supposed to be funny. Um, But then, which is good, like, it's good that they deepen the character and make him a real character, but it's also just kind of unfortunate because it would have been nice for him to just actually be played by, like, a real Puerto Rican or Dominican gay man. So um, it's just one of those, like, 90s things, like, I Mm. guess. Yeah, there's a lot going on with the Javier character. Um, my biggest gripe, I'm not mad at the casting. I am mad at how he's caricaturized. And I also deeply dislike the fact that for some reason he worships the ground that Felicity walks on. But like, why? I mean, and that's part of what I'm saying. It's like, it's a borderline racist character. Cause I think that's really, I think that's very particularly at this time that this show is made, I think that's just, like, a thing that they think happens, that, like, gay men just randomly... I mean, and this is how gay men are written a lot in, like, these 90s TV shows that are, um, like, predominantly heteronormative. If it's not, like, uh, Noah's Ark or, or something else, it's, like, for queer audi- audiences. Like, because you see, I think, this same sort of idea happening in Sex and the City, where it's, like, these gay men who have no lives outside of these white women that they're randomly obsessed with for no particular reason. Right. And they probably could have used an actual gay actor for the role because Ian Gomez is not. But it is what it is. (laughs) This season does have some high points. Um, Several high points, actually. We talked about a couple of them already. Another big point is that Felicity comes to college as a virgin. She's not just a virgin. She's actually never even been in a relationship before because she was incredibly studious and made great grades. And so the whole season, there's this underlying tension, this unvoiced tension in the writing of who is Felicity going to lose her virginity to? Ben or no? Ben or no? Ben or no? And she sex with no but thankfully by the grace of god a fire saves her from making that tragedy (laughs) 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 so she later goes on to make a decision that i actually really fuck with she's in the art room because by now she's become an art major thanks to todd mulcahy reminding her how much she loves art and she meets an art student named eli played by the very gorgeous simon rex And they have a moment. She goes with the moment. She has sex with Eli. It doesn't go beyond the moment. They go their separate ways. Everybody lives happily ever after the end. Yeah, same. I loved it. She was like, it'll be neither. And, like, it shouldn't be either of them. Because then there would have been, like, too much fucking, like, energy in it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, why can't it be easy? Why can't it be... Sorry, my alarm. I'm like, why can't it be easy? Why can't it be fun and stress-free? 
um, no strings sex with someone who you like and you'll probably never talk to again, but you know, no hard feelings. (laughs) Right. It's like, it it doesn't have to be this huge production. Um, It's just the thing that you did. And like losing your virginity should not be like a huge production. (laughs) Uh, It's cool if it's just something that you did. And, um, and this is probably the only show that doesn't make it a huge production now looking back on it. Because a lot of shows make this thing where women in particular having sex for the first time is apparently a decision that's going to alter the course of the rest of your life. <laughs> this is the most important decision you will ever make and none other. Right. I, but, would, I would think that draw like... I would think that... um telling Stanford to go fuck themselves and moving across the country to go to NYU is like probably a more important decision than who the who fucks you for the first time. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. I don't I don't feel any type of way about it. I think she made the right choice. Eli's not a bad guy, you know, um she doesn't want a relationship with him, but ultimately he wasn't serious about pursuing a relationship with her either. I don't feel like any party was hurt or used in the situation. And it just let it be what it is. Right. Um, so, so how does season one end? Season one ends uh, when uh, basically uh, Noel's trying to get back with Felicity and Ben wants to be with Felicity. And basically um, Noel's going to Berlin and asked Felicity to come to Berlin with him for the summer. And um, she initially accepts, but Ben has this really weird reaction. And he asks her to come on a road trip with him instead because he's driving back home to Palo Alto. We see The last thing we see of Felicity is her sitting in a cab telling the driver where to go. And we don't know if she's choosing to go spend the summer with Noel or go be with Ben and go home with him. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, I, dun. I personally would have gone to Berlin because Berlin. Girl! But, but I under, but like they do do a good job of like sort of selling the, the, mo- the monument, like the, the momentousness. That's not a word. The, <laughs> the gravity and like the grandness of, of both options. So season one, good, bad, or basic. Felicity's a stalker, and that accent, Javier, was whack, but I'm going to give season one a resounding good. What about you? Same. I give it a good. Obviously, it has, like, some some problems, but no show is without its problems. I think, ultimately, you have to judge shows on what they are and what they're trying to be, and I feel like, for the most part, for what the show is trying to be, it's it's succeeding. And I And I suppose, like, this show was landmark um and i get why this show is probably a landmark and a hit of the time because i do see a lot of modern sort of like there are a lot of conventions in it that i think show up over and over and over again in uh subsequent uh television and movies there are a lot of uh like this show is definitely like you know the mother to a lot of these bitches so hey it is what it is Right, and I think the reason why Felicity's kind of in a class on its own is because try as they might, 
we haven't really had a, a college drama since. Um, I mean, yeah, we had Greek, but the vibe is completely different, you guys. Right. It's like Greek is way less serious than Felicity, which I think is a good thing. But I also yeah. get like uh, there is like a, you know, there's a drama that that's happening on Felicity that is nice. So right. season two, um, where are we when we pick up in season two? Season two's debut episode is aptly titled Sophomoric. And season two, Felicity comes back and we learn that she actually chose to go on that road trip with Ben and, you know, road trip back home to Palo Alto, which where they both live, by the way, she's just not following him to Palo Alto. They they Hmm. both live there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, she chose not to go with Noel. And I actually think she made the best decision because, baby, you don't follow it. You don't change your plans and follow a dude to some school only to reject him when he finally does give you a chance. (laughs) (laughs) But what if she did, though? That would have been a power move. That would have been. She's like, I'm over it now, actually. Thanks. Thanks. Listen, if she had done that, I would have really respected her. I'd be like, damn, that's some real bad bitch energy. That's true. That's true. So this season, Felicity is an RA. And she, uh, Megan is also an RA. And, you know, they are kind of doing this together. And they're still roommates. Um, there's... There's just as much tension, although much less animosity between the two of them as there was in season one. And um, uh, she has a one advisee in particular who sees Felicity as a very confident person and a very together person who wants Felicity to help her in um, making her relationship better. And so- she's taking tips from a woman's magazine to do it. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I will say that like second when we got to sophomore and like uh Felicity was an RA, but then she still had to room with Megan. I was like, damn, what kind of scam shit are they running at right. NYU? Because the only reason you become an RA is to live by your fucking self. Right. Everybody knows that's the gig. RAs get their own room and I think like they pay for your meal plan at some colleges. Yeah. Yeah. Why else am I going to put up with these people? <laughs> yeah. Wh- why else am I going to take on this extra responsibility and do dumb shit? Like, <laughs> oh, I was like, damn, they must be running a real hustle over there at NYU. Sorry to those kids. After the list, that's episode two. Um, there's a lot of tension between um, Felicity and uh, Julie, right? Mm-hmm. Because Julie and Ben actually had a relationship, and Julie's kind of upset that essentially the friend that she, whose feelings that she was being so careful with, had absolutely no problems getting with her ex, like immediately on the heels of their relationship. And this season, Julie writes a song about it. We never get to hear the song, but apparently it's really bad. It puts Felicity in a really negative light. And Felicity basically just doesn't like being held accountable for how she hurt Julie at all. It's the white, I assume, when I watched it, I made the assumption that it's the white version of the Broken Pussy song. Honestly, I don't think any song will top Broken Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure it's pretty bad. And and also in this interim, um, Noel starts dating a new girl, Ruby, played by the beautiful Amy Smart. 
Um, he is a junior at this point, and Ruby is a a freshman. Um, she's Which... also. Mm-hmm. Ew. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very weird. It's, but again, he's on the rebound, right? No, don't know how to be alone. Felicity broke his heart. Actually, the, as soon as he comes home, like as soon as they come back to campus, we can see how like salty he is because he tells Felicity about how he's just like, um, you know, been getting in in with Swedish girls all summer long. Okay, like thanks for the info. <laughs> like nobody cares. Um, it's really really bad. Um. But yeah, at the top of the season, Felicity goes to this party wearing this gorgeous red dress. Um, her hair is down. It's basically channeling, like I said, that sex pot energy that Carrie Russell used to bring to all of those 90s teen films, those early 90s films. And that's when Ben, who's kind of like, I don't know where we're going. I just want us to do something casual. is like, oh, she's looking real good. And everybody's looking at her. And she to put on that freakdom dress. Girl, but then she realizes I shouldn't have to be doing all of this to get your attention. So I'm good, actually. And Felicity ends things um, with Ben like that. I really respected her in this moment. You guys, I really did. And then she takes it a step further, which I don't fully agree with. But okay, she goes and chops off all her hair. (laughs) You know, she had to start those Justin Timberlake keratin treatments. And I hear it goes better if your hair is shorter. Job. Let's talk about Carrie Russell's haircut. Carrie Russell's haircut had such an impact on the viewership of Felicity that from that point onward, every time they renewed actors' contracts, the WB actually had a clause that you had to get their express permission to get certain haircuts and hair colors. When Jessica Biel later cut her hair in season, I don't know, seven or eight of Seventh Heaven, she needed the network's approval to do that. Listen, a wild, a wild, a wild ride. Um, wild ride. But Felicity was like, listen, I want you, but I'm not going to bend over backwards to have you. And I'm not going to compromise who I am to be who you want. You either want me or you don't. Listen, our little girl is growing up. We love it. We love, we love it. it. So and let's talk about this storyline where Ben, like, really missed his meal ticket. Child. So Ben... Meets Terry, uh, well, I don't remember her name, but I know the actor is Terry Polo. And she's best known for playing one of the moms on The Fosters. But she plays this customer who's kind of, like, mean and bitchy at first. But, like, really there's a lot of sexual energy between them. Maggie, that's her name, Maggie. She's this businesswoman. She's got lots of money. Her husband's got lots of money. Um, And, you know, she's got time for some outside dick. And she makes that very clear. Um, and Ben's with this married woman and he's having the time of his life until her husband comes into Dean and DeLuca to commission a cake for her birthday. And then he feels, starts feeling all types of guilt, you guys. Yeah, like, (laughs) which, why? I mean, yes, but also that's their business. You know what I mean? You don't have to put yourself in that. She was married prior to meeting him, Ben. Right? Like, you knew. I guess, you know, he, you make up some fiction in your mind that he's, like, mean or something. But it's like, eh. Right. Probably. And then later, he agrees to take a catering job from Maggie, um, who's catering a charity event 
um, for like a, a fundraiser that her husband's doing. Like you're going to be in the room with both of these people at once. Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> right. Right. I was like, and that's when I knew, like when he decide when he makes that choice, I was like, and this is when I knew, like I, I had made a firm decision on Ben's just like himbo energy. Cause like, that's just dumb. <laughs> like, that's some real dumb shit. Like, there's no other way. You didn't think this 40-year-old woman was gonna leave her husband for college sophomore babes. Right? Like, you didn't like, believe that. <laughs> like, get real with yourself. Ugh, it's so bad. But um, eventually things do end with Maggie and Ben is, you know, briefly heartbroken. Meanwhile, Felicity still can't get her life. She thinks she wants Ben back, but of course Ben is with Ruby. And this kind of becomes a staple with Felicity going forward. When Ben is in a serious relationship, he starts looking hot to her, which is very, Oh, you very... mean Noel? Yeah, when Noel's in a relationship, he starts looking hot to her, which is very gross. At this point, he's very into Ruby. Ruby is very much into him. Ruby's basically treating Noel like he's her Felicity. Right, which like... Good for, good for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Julie's trying to get a record deal, but um, one of the things the show's really honest about is how predatory the music industry can be for young women. Sean's trying to look out for her, but she doesn't see that. He And in her defense, he goes, the way he words it and the way he phrases it comes off all wrong. But it's clear to the viewer that the really creepy A&R guy is a really creepy person. <laughs> Yeah, that whole storyline is really interesting because, yeah, Sean, because I remember being like, well, Sean, like, it's not really your business. Like, if, like, yeah, the A&R guy wants to fuck her, but also, like, he seems to also be doing things for her career. So, like, I mean, you know, and I, and it was also hard because I feel like she, and I think the story is interesting and, and, um, because she kind of, under, Julie under, kind of understands that too, which is why she's kind of annoyed at Sean. She's like, yeah, I know he wants to fuck me, but like, he's also doing something for my career. Like, right. She's like, I can say no if I want to. In the meantime, though, I'm going to get these old fringe benefits. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to, like, he can want to do, he can want to, he can want to fuck me all day long. Like, I'm going to use that to further along what I need because I know I'm genuinely talented. So I'm not really, particularly worried about his feelings like that's a him that's a him problem um it it's just that like it comes to a head and I think this is probably what I didn't like it's like it comes to a head when essentially the ANR guy wants to then like he does like try attempt to fuck her and that is like um and she isn't quite and it brings back sort of an episode from her trauma and then with the rape and then she doesn't um and I remember thinking in that moment like I wanted her to just be like no like I'm not gonna fuck you like (laughs) yeah like you did all these things thinking that I was but that's like a you issue and Mm -hmm. sort of like I don't know take her power back in that way but like the show chose to like humble her instead Mm. which I which I, I I guess is fine but like I didn't personally like I have mixed feelings about that because while I agree with what you said and it's what you would do and it's probably what I would do, 
going back to Julie's sexual assault and the conversation she has with her date rapist afterward, it's clearly not what she would do, right? Like, she has a conversation with her rapist where she's like, I said no. But it's implied that the reason why he kept going was because she didn't fight him off. Like in that moment she became frozen, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is a really real response to not just rape, but sexual harassment and sexual assault. You're frozen in that moment. Your mouth is saying no, your body is very clearly not welcoming, but because you're not yelling and you're not screaming and you're not hitting, Um, all of a sudden somebody wants to pretend that what they were doing was not what they were doing. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think, and that's, yeah. And that's why I say, I guess it's fine. I I understand it's fine because you know, it's people talk, it's a, it's her flight, her flight and or fight response is actually just freeze. And the frozenness is part of that, I guess. But then, but then I, and I don't know, correct me if I'm misremembering, but I think she says something about, she also says something about how she didn't say anything because she felt like she owed it to him or something. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting layer as well because a lot of women who've been sexually harassed or assaulted by their mentors um, or their supervisors or people, just men in a capacity of authority over them, have said similar things to this. Right. And I guess I wanted, and I guess I wanted not from a place of necessarily, I guess I wanted it from a place of character growth that because of what happened, um, because, because of what happened to Julie earlier, that maybe she, she internalizes this idea of like, I don't really owe these men shit. Like, Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, I guess I wanted that for her and, and, but that wasn't what the show chose to do. And that's fine. I wanted that for her too, but honestly, this didn't come out of nowhere for me because after the assault, she didn't get therapy. She went to Ben, right? right. After the trauma of meeting and then being rejected and abandoned again by her birth mother, she didn't go to therapy. She drowned herself in whatever the hell she was doing that summer that, you know, mysteriously she kept from everybody, right? Right. Um, And then we learned later on that her biological father was dying, that she was a match, that she was able to save his life, and she chose not to. So that's another layer of guilt that she definitely needs to get to therapy over, but didn't. The Julie character behavior kind of fits because she never ever actually seeks help and that's really disturbing right and you're and you're right she can't if she doesn't get help or if like we don't see how she got over the trauma she can't get to that place of understanding that like i actually don't owe these men anything right um, and to make that choice yeah I would say, too, we were talking earlier about how, you know, the Elena character was, she could have been better, but she, for the most part, she was good. If I had to talk about a character that had so many opportunities to be great and to show us a really beautiful character arc and character growth, but consistently dropped the ball, it was Julie. Mm. It was Julie. Hands down, no contest. Julie went through so much, but it was like things were always happening to Julie. Julie didn't really 
process anything. She just survived it. <laughs> right, right. It was so bad, you guys. Um, so much more could have been done with that character. This season as well, um, uh, No's girlfriend leaves school for a few weeks because she gets offered a small role in a movie. And when she comes back, they have a pregnancy scare. And that's when she, you know, finally admits to No that she actually cheated on him while she was on set. And that because of how far along she is, this is definitely that dude's baby. Damn. Like, I respect the honesty, sis. But whew, being pregnant in college is something that's rarely talked about, right? When we talk about teen moms, everyone's like, don't get pregnant in high school. Like, getting pregnant in college isn't much better. Yeah, you have a high school degree, but that's not going to get you a job anymore. And now you've already invested a bunch of money into a semester that you probably won't be able to finish out. Right, right, right. Um, it comes to a head because Noel really wants to be with her and she really wants to be with him, but she wants, she needs to go back home to her parents so that they can help her raise this kid. Like, how is he going to be like a long distance stepdaddy? They both know it's not going to work. And even though they have really strong feelings for each other, they have the maturity to end this relationship. And Ruby eventually goes home to her mother and father. Um, the guy that she was pregnant by, the film producer, did propose, but she did not want to enter into a marriage with this guy just because she was pregnant. And I really respect that. I respect that, too. That's real shit. Like, she does not know this man, and she clearly doesn't love this man. She's in love with Noel. She made a mistake. Um, but no reason to compound that mistake <laughs> and just keep making more. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that whole thing happened. I really thought there were some beautiful, beautiful scenes and situations that were portrayed in season two, although not all of them were handled as well as they should have been. We also introduce the, um, what is his name? Please help me, please help me, please help me, please help me. Um, Tracy, played by Donald Faison, who is yeah. uh, becomes Elena's very serious boyfriend this season. He's also pre-med. He's just as smart as her. He keeps her on her toes. She's really attracted to him. He's really attracted to her. Ugh, we love black love. It's it's all cute, except he will not fuck Elena because he is Christian and he's saving himself for his wife. <sighs> yes, child. Ugh. Listen, I love a man who's not for a street. Oh, hashtag husband material. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for like, I, I don't know. I felt bad for Elaine. I was like, damn, just wanted one thing. And she, well, we'll talk about it. It happened in the next season. But um, uh, the season ends. How do we end this? How do we end season two? Season two ends um, um, when Julie's birth mother comes back this season this is the season where she basically asked uh julie to save her husband's life because julie's if she's a match is the only person who can and um javier's cousin natalie comes through and um she is instantly smitten with noel and the two of them get married also, this is the beginning of the relationship between Sean and Megan. Sean and Megan have a one-night stand. Like, because she'd been feeling Sean for a while, but, you know, he only had eyes for Julie. But they hook up, and then 
she realizes, okay, I might actually really like this man. And he realizes that he might actually really like her too. And he makes his intentions clear. Like, I'm trying to date you. I don't know what you want to do, but I don't want to have a fling with you. I actually want to date you. And we love that for Sean. Right. Thank you for choosing the person who actually wants to be with you and not keeping this ridiculous crush in your back pocket for years and years. (coughs) Felicity. Um, Exactly. (laughs) And Javier uh, gets married. Javier does get married. He marries his longtime boyfriend, Samuel. But of course, Felicity also has another decision at the end of her sophomore year. She must choose between an internship in New York or going to California with Ben, whom she has reunited with once more. Um, I'm so, I'm more practical about my life. Like, it would be one thing if Ben, because even now, I don't think Ben has a major. Yeah, and Ben was on academic probation, was, you know, under threat of being, uh, you know, suspended. And, um, you know, several times he had lost his sco- his academic scholarship back in season one. He's He has no aim until season three, but we're not there yet. Yeah, I really don't know what Felicity's hanging on for, but baby, I don't know. And, I don't know. And it's like, Okay, I get that you love him and everything, but, like, sweetheart, like, he's clearly not, like, you need to do what you have to do to make sure you can make money to support the both of you. Because it it seems like he does not know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) So I 100% do not support that message. Girls, stop supporting your boyfriends. That's it. Like, that's that's my entire statement. (laughs) 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 Um... If he's not making any money now, if he's not paying for anything now, I mean, it might get better, but even if it does, if you're in the habit of paying for things, he's just going to let you keep paying for things. So don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> um, but season two, good, bad, or basic? Season two is great. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I feel like, once again, you know, we spend time with these characters. I loved these stories. I There are other things that like I really... Some small stuff that we didn't talk about that I liked. I liked the sort of development of Noel and Elena's friendship when they, like, get sucked into the... the playing, like, essentially Crash Bandicoot together. That was hilarious and really cute. I liked uh, Felicity's, like, uh, boyfriend... uh, boyfriend-adjacent kind of dating person. Zach, or whoever the person was who was, like, running the clinic... Mm, yeah, um, the, the student health center because I really liked essentially this idea of like who you date like like your politics are personal and who you date like matters in that arena um you actually can't separate the personal and the political and I I think it's just because like I believe that very wholeheartedly so I like to see stories that reinforce it um mm-hmm which is essentially the whole episode of like revolutions where the student center be uh, like, you know, conservative alumni refuse to like allow the student center to have birth control pill, like the morning after pill. Um, And Zach is just like, well, you just got to deal with it. Like, like, and she's like, but wait, don't you think this is important? He's like, yeah, but like, you know, she's like, no, 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 no. Um, and we did get a really great uh, guest starring role from Keiko Ajena, best known as Lane Kim, on that episode. She was a student who needed the plan B. Yeah, she needed plan B. And 
I and you know Felicity had to learn in real time that like this is not necessarily a person who's gonna you know fight for you and fight for the things that are important to you and you know therefore y'all can't really be together and I mean he actually does come around and they they win this big victory and they're able to give plan b again but of course she's happy with this dude Greg and of course Ben can't let that happen so he follows them when this dude goes out of town with her <laughs> to yeah, beg her back basically to beg her back but um it's a mess it's a mess but i did like those little things so like uh it's a good it's a good for me right so season three opens and we realize that felicity did not take the internship and once more she decided to follow ben girl i guess she comes from summer break and she instead of getting an apartment with Elena and Julie, like the three of them planned, she decides to get a little flat for herself and Ben in Brooklyn instead. And Ben agrees to live with her before even seeing the places she picked out because he has that much faith in Felicity. Felicity's a pretty organized person, she's a pretty reasonable person, right? She wouldn't have y'all living in a, a literal hellhole, right? Wrong, wrong, it's a dump. And apparently it has roaches the size of mice. Which, whew. And I hate it because it's like, also another reason why I hate it is like, I cannot believe you fucked up. Also, I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like living with your girls and your junior, that's way more fun. Girl, the way the best laid plans get thrown off over some dick. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I hated it. And like, they looked like they were having so much fun. Like, you know, the girls' room, um, the girls' apartment. uh, Everyone's really cute. Um, And here, Felicity comes to fuck up the vibe. It's so bad. It's so bad. Meanwhile, Noel's still missing in action. They don't know where he is. This is supposed to be his senior year because it's everyone else's junior year. And it turns out Noel married Javier's cousin, Natalie. His hair is different. He's dressing different. You know, and people are like, Natalie's using you. She only married you to get back in her family as well. But I'm like, how is he being used? She married you to get her family's money, not yours. She looks great. You know... Your dick hasn't been dry in months. What's the problem? Yeah, this was so. Um, I remember like this was so dark sided from ev- so from that whole friend. Let him be happy. Like the whole friend group was like was doing some real dark sided shit because like he. I mean, I would, but the fact that they were like Natalie is the reason versus like clearly he's just going through some sort of weird crisis like. In within and of himself, because like yes, being I think Noel like is doing something like in tech or like dot com, which like yes is about which at this period is about to like ex- like blow up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gonna be so Noel's gonna be dumb is about to be dumb rich, and so you know falling off the face of the planet with this girl like and then you know about to quit or whatever like. You can address those things, but that doesn't mean that any of that has to do with this girl. <laughs> and the fact that they get in, they're like, oh, it's Natalie. It's like this vicious whore. Like, it's like, y'all leave Natalie out of this. It's not really her. Yeah. And she even told, no, yeah, yeah, I, I am trying to get back into my family's good graces. But don't worry. After I get the money, we can divorce if that's what you want. And I'll give you some money, too. Where right. is he missing in this situation? Exactly. <laughs> She's going to... 
get back, get some inheritance. Damn. That's what I'm saying. She's going to kick him like $100,000, which like, bitch, in like, this is like, this is still like what, the late 90s, early 2000s? That's a I lot of fucking money. I think she said something like 20 grand, but maybe that's 20 grand more than you had yesterday. And honestly, people go their whole lives without sleeping with someone as attractive as Natalie, especially with no strings attached. Stop, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I, I, that's all I'm saying. Like, count your blessings. You get to hit that, like, you know. And she cons- pays you? And she, sir. Listen, sir. Sir. And she looks like that, sir. Listen. So, Natalie's played by Ali Landry, who is one of the most recognizable models and spokesmodels of the 90s. This woman used to be married to Mario Lopez. Let's put this in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, they they call themselves uh doing an intervention to try to get Noel back, whatever that means. Whatever like that the means. only person who was actually a good friend to him in all of this time was Elena anyway. So I don't know what the rest of y'all even want. Um <laughs> but <laughs> they want Noel back, quote unquote. But like, are y'all just mad that he's happy? Or, because it's not like he's on drugs. How are you going to intervene when he doesn't have an addiction problem? (laughs) Exactly. And, like, the whole thing is is that, like, I guess they spent the whole summer just, like, traveling around. Like, they're in Canada. They're in Cuba. They're in somewhere else. And she's sort of just, like, you know, money is, like, whatever. Yeah, money is just, like, whatever. And listen, like. They're two attractive white people just kind of bumming around the world. Like, sounds like a travel blog to me. Sounds like money to me. Sounds like money very soon to me. They're traveling the world on her dime. You've got this beautiful girl. Like, what's the problem? I I almost felt like the older I get, the more I feel like high key, like the needy no, the clingy no, the slightly depressed no, and we actually explore his depression later this season. Is a no that y'all used to? You just don't know how to act when he's happy and carefree. Same. It it was dark-sided to me that essentially, like, he's happy. And then they're like, well, can't have that. Right. I mean, honestly, Natalie did more for him than Wellbutrin ever could. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, It's weird. Y'all are weird for it. It's whatever. Um, This season... uh, Elena and Tracy's relationship is tested because she's really frustrated about not getting sex. And Elena looks like that. So clearly she's getting a lot of attention from other men at school. Men who have made it no secret that they're ready to dig her down. Listen, Elena was sweating, sweating. (laughs) (laughs) She was, she was in elevators. Men, men were like, so you got a boyfriend? And she said, no, she was, no, she was down bad. She was-, she was really down bad. It was so bad. And, like, I felt bad for her, but at the same time, he did tell you he was saving himself, babes. Like, why did you stick around thinking that that was going to change? That was an- And that was a-, a part. She needed to just, like, I was like, break up with him then, sweetheart. Like, if you know that this is not something that you can do, which, fair, like, I think that's a hard thing to ask of anybody, then, like, you know, let it go. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think Elena was doing that thing where, 
because she he they never had sex she built up sex in her mind with him as this like epitome <laughs> of everything and she's like i can't let another woman slide through and be the one he loses his virginity to <laughs> The way y'all be playing yourselves, it's ugh, it's so bad. Um, but because um, yeah. it is like really mean when she, it's kind of mean and dark sided on her side when she, she does this thing where, she, she kind of like has a uh, Tracy over, and they're making out, and she gets him out of his shirt. And, like, she's already made the vibe, like, really romantic. And she's, like, really going for it. And it's, like, he's told you he's trying to do a thing. Like, you can't, like, just be sit here and, like, make the thing actively harder. Like, or make, like, I think it's mean to, like, try to, like, essentially kind of get what you want. But then, like, he would be in a tailspin about feeling like he betrayed god you know what i mean that's like a fucked up thing to do to somebody that is like you're basically trying to test whether he loves you or his god more um you're you're creating a a layer of temptation like she kind of did him dirty that was really grimy i wasn't here for it at all um other things that happened this week or, or this season javier's preparing for his citizenship test um, Megan and Sean also spent the summer gallivanting and having a great old time on Megan's dime because her family's loaded. But apparently nothing's wrong with that because Megan already has her inheritance, I guess. <laughs> we meet Ben's father, played by John Ritter. And he's an alcoholic. He's been an alcoholic his entire life, his entire marriage, Ben's entire life. They have a really bad relationship because not only is he an alcoholic, he would beat Ben and Ben's mother, who never left him. Mm. And uh, when he comes over to see Felicity and or no, Ben and Felicity in their apartment, Ben's not home. And he makes a pass at Felicity and actually kisses her. Vomit. Vomit. But Ben, to his credit, he knows something's wrong the minute he lays eyes on Felicity. He digs this truth out of her, and he responds the way he's supposed to fucking respond. (laughs) With anger and hostility towards his father. He doesn't try to deny this. He doesn't try to be like, what did you do? What didn't you do? Why didn't you stop him? This is, for him, this is the very last straw. He's given this man umpteenth chances. Um, with him, but he's not going to let him violate yet another person in his life. So this is, I think until the last season, this is like, or until later this season when his father's about to die, this is the last time that they speak. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Um, we we have a third roommate, Molly, because since Felicity would have moved in with Elena and Julie... Um, they need a new roommate, Molly, this English girl. And Molly has a relationship with a really toxic ex. And she also has a drug addiction. Right. Molly had a lot going on, but I, and I get it. I just, I also didn't know why we needed her character. Right. And I mean, we wouldn't have if Felicity had just moved in with her friends. Right. I also don't know why... 
I don't know. I feel like I, yeah, I don't, or I don't understand. Cause I know Megan is also like living at the apartment. Right. I don't understand. She's, why living, they, with, she's living with Sean, isn't she? I thought I saw her like in the apartment, like in the first yeah. two episodes, a bunch. Yeah. I mean, she's over there, but, um, uh, she's living with Sean and, uh, Ben has been replaced uh, by Noel as Sean's roommate, and that's the dynamic. Okay. Well, yeah. So that's happening. And it's so weird that Elena makes more time to see Julie and Elena than Felicity does, but that's the homie. (laughs) A mess. A A mess. mess. Because Megan is proof that you can actually be in a relationship and actually make time for your friends. Go figure. Um, and um, it's um, th- something else happens this 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 season that's actually pretty intense, which is that um, at a party, a woman gets shot, and Ben saves her life. And in that moment, he realizes he wants to be a doctor. And at first, it c- kind of feels like a joke, but this is the first thing in his life that he actually takes incredibly seriously. And instead of supporting him, Felicity's actually kind of threatened that he is is doing so well in her former major and that because he's pre-med now and he's like two years behind everybody else, that he has less time for her. I mean, well, like, yeah, he does have less time for her. He's two years behind everybody else. <laughs> right. But I'm like, Felicity, what did you think this was going to be? Sis? Did you really did you really want the version of Ben who was going to be a bum for the rest of his life? Is that what you wanted? Cause I'm 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 alarmed if that's what you wanted. <laughs> same, same, same. It was cool to see Keenan Thompson show up. That was really that felt really random, mm-hmm. but great. Um, but tell me how does how does season three end? Uh, season three ends where Noel's preparing for graduation and a job offer in Seattle. Because remember, he's a senior that year. And Felicity actually has a hard time letting go because she's like, if he moves to Seattle, our friendship will be over. That's it. But it's like, why does this friendship with Ben mean so much to you? You have other friends. And he was only ever your friend because he wanted to sleep with you. So I don't know. Right. And like before they go, like, you know, they share like Noel and Felicity share some sort of like kiss, like, you know, a cheat cheating kiss. And it's like, She's Felicity's not angry that Noel's leaving because of friends, whatever. Felicity's mad that like Noel isn't gonna be there to just perpetually pine over her and wanna like fuck her all the time. Okay, so you woke up and chose facts today because that's exactly what it is. That's precisely what it is. Up and down, no word, like period, period. She likes the attention. That's it. She but does. It turns out. So, again, season three, good, bad, or basic before we go forward? Good. Uh, like, I will say it's um, good minus. I'm going to give it that as well, just because of the introduction of the Molly character. And yeah. because I believe this is the last season we see of the Julie character, which I didn't like. Again, there was so much that they could have done with her character. Right. And oh, I guess I think that was it. Like, why isn't Julie living there? Like, or that was who I was probably thinking of. Why not just move Megan, Julie, and 
Elena in together. Like, and it felt weird that they're bringing in Molly when there's this whole other Julie character that they hadn't done anything with. No, no, uh, no. Elena, Julie, and Molly were living together. But this, like, like I think three quarters of the way through the season, Julie leaves to deal with her personal stuff. And then we don't see her really again. Right. And I guess, I don't know, maybe... Maybe something was happening with, like, the actress and the actress had to do personal stuff. But um, once that was finished, I just don't understand why not rewrite the actress back into the show. I don't know. It. I don't know. But, it was very weird. Was um, weird. But brief, briefly before we go into season four. So the Felicity theme that we hear, that the vocalization in seasons one and two, that's actually Amy Jo Johnson. And then the song New Version of You... Um, that is a theme in seasons three and four. That's actually J.J. Abrams. <laughs> that theme is not good. I did not <laughs> like that. That, should, that song is corny as hell, but I messed with it so hard. <laughs> I did not like it. I remember thinking like, I remember specifically when the when the new theme starts to play, I was like, and that's what black people do superior. <laughs> like, <laughs> are our theme songs. <laughs> like, yeah. our theme songs are so good. So and good. y'all are struggling. Y'all be struggling. I'm sorry. So we open in season four. Apparently, No did not take his job offer in Seattle because he's still pining over Felicity, which is what Felicity wanted. Seattle was, you know, the pre-Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, right? Right. Like, that is where the tech bros and, like, the dot-com bros went to make their mark. You went to Seattle or you went to San Francisco? Right. And he chose not to go. He chose to stay in New York because he's still pining over Felicity. So Ben's gone. He's doing some like ENT, EMT thing over the summer. And um, so she spends the entire summer hanging out with Noel platonically. Until she uh, fucks him. Six weeks from Until Sunday. she fucks him. The night before Ben comes home, y'all. She's so grimy. I was like, girl. <laughs> Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. And then he's so jazzed that they had sex on the roof. And she's putting on her clothes and he's putting on his clothes. And and she's like, uh, can you help me find my earring? Also, don't tell anybody about this. Ugh, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> I hate it. And like, it's not, I think, listen, I think Noel's a clown, but I also like in this moment felt bad for him a little bit, but also he's a clown. He should have just known. I didn't, hold on. No, he was, here's the thing. Felicity led him on. And I'm not just talking about the three seasons prior. I'm not even talking about them. She literally spent every afternoon with him. She called him every moment that he was not there. She came into his bed in the middle of the night to talk about her dreams Wearing only her see-through white nightgown. Sis. You are past naive at this point. You know what you're doing. Yeah, this is you not know what the game is. You know what the vibes is. You gotta, you gotta move different. This is not okay. This is not okay. Like, oh my god, no, I had this weird dream. It wasn't a nightmare or anything. And I know you were just sleeping, but I need you to comfort me right now and at 3, p- 3 a.m. What? Girl, if you don't take your... <laughs> Listen, Felicity was doing a lot. A lot that could be interpreted as trying to seduce Noel. I mean, yeah. And, like, 
And I think that's fair. I think that, yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, this is not okay. And even Javier commented on it prior to her fucking no, remember? He's like, oh, you and you and Noel have been getting quite cozy. I hope you haven't forgotten about Benjamin, because he calls Ben Benjamin. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you haven't forgotten about Benjamin, your whole boyfriend. <laughs> I hope you haven't forgotten about him. Ugh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. People know you're like you're moving different and you're moving shady and you're being grimy. You're probably being grimy. <laughs> She hasn't done anything yet And Javier is like girl I'm picking up whatever it is you're putting down You need to stop Right we could all feel it uh, It's really bad Meanwhile Elena and Blair Are engaged at this point And she is trying to get through her senior year While planning a wedding Which Amen to you ma'am Because that's, that's a hard thing to ask for It's a hard right. thing to do and uh, Tracy's suddenly interested in sex now that they're engaged. And Elena's the one who's like, no, you need to save yourself like you've been wanting to save yourself this whole time. But eventually she gives in because, you know, she wants the D. Right. Um, Sean's stressed out about money. Very stressed out about money. Um, as usual. He and... Uh, he and Megan actually get married this season. Um, Tracy and Elena realized they were getting married for all of the wrong reasons. So Sean and Megan, who, you know, honestly haven't known each, haven't know, haven't been in a relationship as long as anybody else, but I feel like their relationship is a lot more honest and a lot stronger than a lot of the other characters. They end up getting married. Right. And I'm not mad at it. I actually think the Sean and Megan match was a really, really good match that challenged both characters and made them grow in really unexpected and really pleasant ways. Right. No, I agree with that. Um, I Honestly, if you had told me in season one these two were going to get together, I wouldn't have believed it, but they were a really good match for each other. Um, I, I feel like they they cared enough about each other to call each other out on their shit, and they were a good match, like a really good match. Um, this season, Felicity enters a beauty pageant to try to get some money for school. Because her, her dad, parents have cut. Yeah, her, yeah, yeah, they're over it. They're over her, her indecision. Um, and she takes a home pregnancy test, and it's a positive. And she doesn't know who her baby daddy is, if it's Ben or Noel. Dun, dun, dun child it's bad luckily her period comes uh shortly after probably you know a spontaneous miscarriage or it was it might have been a false positive because of the stress of being in the beauty pageant um but luckily um she can go on continuing to lie to ben to his face about his infidelity about her infidelity yeah because why not and, and ben trusts felicity so much he literally never questions it he came home just as the two of them were getting off the roof. The smell of Noel was probably still on her body. He's just so happy to be home. He never thinks that she would do something like that to him. And even though he knows Noel wants her, he never questions Noel either, right? Because he doesn't have to trust Noel. He only has to trust Felicity. Right. 
It's, it's so, ugly. It's really ugly to watch. So bad. Um, this season, Ben's father gets diagnosed with liver failure, which is long overdue as long as he's been drinking. And um, he asks Ben to have assume power of attorney because he doesn't believe that Ben's mother is strong enough to make the right decision. And she's really not. Um, when, when, like when things come down, he wants his son to make a certain decision to, you know, not resuscitate or, and not make certain decisions that he knows his wife wouldn't make because she wants to spend as much time with him as possible. Um, halfway through the season, Ben finds out about Nolan Felicity's one night stand and responds accordingly. And when I say accordingly, he responds like the new, mature, ambitious, motivated Ben who has a very specific aim and direction in life. Not like this, like that aimless loser from season one. Like Ben responds now like somebody with something to lose. <laughs> who actually has like goals that he's moving towards. Um, he's upset with Felicity and, you know the rest of the characters are also very precious with Felicity's feelings. Which, Megan, like, she's in the wrong here, so, like, right. why? Everybody's mad at, 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 at Ben for how he's responding, and they're mad at Noel for being a homewrecker, but nobody's upset with Felicity. The way they treat Noel is also super ugly. Like, bitch, y'all knew he was, he's been pining after this girl from day one. Of course the minute she let him get it in, he got it in. What are y'all even talking about? <laughs> exactly, like, and it's, and honestly, at the end of the day, it's Felicity that like broke the trust in the relationship, and and then fra and by doing so, like fractured the friend group, forcing people to choose sides. It's Felicity. It's her fault. <laughs> Y'all be mad at her, right? And you know, even this is the opportunity where Ben finally calls out him and Felicity's friendship. He's like, "Listen, you're not her friend. You're just some guy." who has been hanging around, pining after her for years. That's it. That's all. I mean... True. And at the Thanksgiving table, dinner, there's a series of events that come into play that lead to Noel having a serious depressive episode. Where he realizes that when the going gets tough, he's not really as integral to the friend group as he thought he was. Mm. it's pretty bad it's really sad and we meet a woman named lauren who is an aa and being sponsored by ben's dad and in his anger with felicity ben sleeps with lauren who also falls pregnant this season i swear felicity has the most fertile women <laughs> <laughs> the most fertile characters are on this show um, Lauren gets pregnant and, um, she wants to keep the baby and Ben wants to be in his son's life. But when the going gets tough and Felicity wants to go back to California to, you know, take on being a medical, a pre-med student again, she basically says to him, I've been following you everywhere. I've been following you for the last four years. It's time to follow me. And basically is tells him like me or your kid. Which is goofy. It's so goofy, but he actually does choose Felicity. Which is goofier. It is. Like, and Lauren's out raising his son alone. Okay. 
And I know, and the show like frames it as like this grand gesture, this this grand romantic moment. I'm like, for real, right? And Lauren's fallen off the wagon. Um, it's really bad. She's not in a good place uh, because of dealing with the loss of Ben's father, who was her sponsor, and Ben saying that he would help her with the child, and then bailing um, last minute. Um, and so she finds out about the, her. Her parents find out about this that her and Ben are engaged, um, but her fiance is expecting a baby with another woman. And her dad's like, "You've been following this dude around your whole life. Like, what are you gonna do? This isn't a good look. You need to let this go, sis." Um, and you know, Ben wants to live in Arizona, which is where his son is gonna be, and she wants Ben to follow her, which he's never done before. And eventually, he does. He comes to the campus one day, and he chooses to be with her. Yeah. it's, And then we get a whole, like, many, many years in the future thing, where Ben's about, where Noel's about to get married. Um, Ben has cheated on Felicity with a girl from their school. And she's thinking to herself, I should have chose Ben. I mean, I should have chose Noel. Noel worships the ground that I walk on. There's this whole thing with Megan and a time travel spell. <laughs> yeah, this is so goofy. Goofy. And they use a time travel spell for Felicity's raggedy little love life, but not to bring back Elena, who died in a car accident at this point. Right. Which, like, I will say this is part is, like, why I, I ultimately... Because I, like, this part is definitely when I feel like the other part of J.J. Abrams that's really, like, into, you know, fantasy and sci-fi starts to, like, shine through. But, like, and I'm never, like, but it's also, like, no, J.J. Like, restraint. Have some. Please stop. And I mean, the Elena character is killed off. um, And I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. What I have a problem with is, again, you use a time machine to, to fix Felicity's love life and not bring back your friend. I mean, I it was good to see that her friends rightfully grieved her, showed up at her funeral, paid their respects to her. But I felt like the way they did the Elena character was very similar to the way they did the Julie character, where you had this rich character and you had so much that you could have done with her. But then y'all just dropped the ball and got lazy. And they're like, no, let's just focus on Felicity's raggedy love life instead. Yeah, like, I'm never... I don't... Like I said, maybe something happened with the actress or whatever. But I'm never in any capacity ever here for, like, the killing of Black characters to, like, further, like, a white person's storyline. And that's essentially, like, to further, like, a white person's, like, character growth. And that's what happens here. So, like, I'm firmly against the killing of Elena. Did it even that. further their growth? No. Like, it didn't even do that. <laughs> like, so she... Like, she, like... I mean, I think they... Like, she... Tr- like, it tries... Like, you know, she becomes... Because, like, it, they grieve her, but, like, also it's, like... They don't really grieve her. They, like... It, it becomes about Felicity. And Felicity being sad. Like versus Elena's family being sad or, like, um, or, like, Tracy, you know? So it's, like, 
yeah, like, it is. It's to further this white character and to show how good they are that, like, they grieve their black friend, which, like, yeah, like, no, I'm always, I'm just, I'm never here for the, for the killing of, of black characters or gay characters or, or any marginalized person to further, like, the, the basic white girl <laughs> who is our hero. Yeah, so ultimately, Felicity chooses Ben again. And, you know, he basically says to her in this final episode something that could either be the most romantic thing anyone's ever heard or the most manipulative thing anyone's ever heard. He says to her, Felicity, I don't know how, but you've got to forgive me because I don't know how to live without you. Like, Negro, how is that my fault? Why is that my problem? Right. Um, yeah, like, I don't even know what to say about Back to the Future. Because, like, first of all, like you said, there's, like, this time travel aspect of it that's really dumb. That feels really dumb. And then, like, the characters are, like, talking about it. And then, like, Noel's dead. And it's like, what's happening? Like, I don't even, I, I don't even really acknowledge this episode. Yeah, I think it's something like if she went back in time and she chose Noel, that would have led to his death. Um, they they wouldn't have worked out and he would have ended up dead anyway. So there's no point in it. And so she comes back to the present, realizes that she and Ben have just got to work things out. No, thankfully, breaks the, the chokehold Felicity has on him, gets married to a really great girl. And they he moves on with his life. And she's still stuck in this um, ghetto love story with Ben. And <laughs> and they're both still in medical school. And they celebrate Noel's wedding at the reception. And that's how things work out. And Elena was killed for absolutely no reason. So Felicity could be extra sad for an episode. Julie was written off for no reason. So that we could focus on this Molly character that nobody cares about. Um, but listen, I don't like the way Felicity ended, but I liked the potential that we were shown in the first three seasons. Yeah, I would say for me, this, like, this last season is a definitive, like, basic minus, like, bordering on bad. Almost, almost bad plus. You're more generous than me. I'm giving this a bad Listen, like I might give it... I think I'm giving it a bad plus. <laughs> I'm giving it this one a definitive bad. Um, it could have been more than what it was. And if y'all weren't so stuck on, A, not only Felicity and Ben's relationship, but always giving their relationship external conflict, that season could have been better than what it was. One of the things about Megan and Sean's relationship that I love is that a lot of the conflict was internal, Right biases and preconceptions and different viewpoints and um, basically just areas of immaturity and stubbornness that each of them had individually that they brought into the relationship that needed to be weeded out, right? Right. It's not a constant issue of other people testing your relationship and your loyalty to each other. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I also think a, a part that that's hard is that I think Character-wise, both Ben and Felicity stopped growing. 
Yeah. And, and the uh, and the writers did not know how to push them forward. And that is also why and maybe it's because I don't I don't necessarily know at the time because I didn't watch this during the time of airing, but like maybe it was something like they were scared of like fan reception because you know how shippers and fans are. They just want to see like these people be happy, but at the same time like you have to like forward story. You you have to find a way to push the story forward. And I think that to me, that was an element that was missing in the end, like a big element that was missing in the end in that um, these people, these characters had stopped growing, but at a, at a point where I think you, you grow a lot because, you know, they, they're both graduating. They both are going to be like, looking for quote unquote real jobs or like, you know, they're going to be no, not real jobs, but they're going to be working full time. And, um, there are challenges that there are a lot of challenges that come with that. And I think you, when you start to work and particularly Felicity, when her money gets cut off, I think you really start to realize who you are and what you're about. And we never really see that from either of them. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, when the season ends, they're both still in medical school, right? Mm. So I feel like even that, especially on Felicity's part, because she started off pre-med, for me, doesn't signify growth, but rather an arrested development. Everybody else has left college. Y'all still in it with the same old college-ass problems. Yeah, there's just like, there's a stasis that happens um, that... Who knows? Who knows why that happened? Um, I mean, not who knows. Like, we know. But, like, uh, yeah, it's just a stasis. And it, it doesn't make for, for good TV. And I, I feel like, ultimately, it's it's a bad. But um, I guess it's cool to watch. This was cool to watch for the sake of, you know, seeing something that is still so present in the pop cultural zeitgeist, I think. And in, like, a in the mind of, I think, pop cultural stuff. So that was really interesting and cool. But, um, yeah, it was a time. It was a time. Honestly, I don't feel like we need a Felicity reboot, but if I could just go through CGI and just, like, clean up that last season, I'm much obliged. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I also am not here for the Felicity reboot at all. Uh, But once again, I, I, I think... Uh, this is my, but this is my constant refrain. I'd like other shows like it. Yeah. Um, I'd like another Felicity type show, uh, maybe with like a different focus and a different city and like uh, a different focus in terms of um, not like another basic white girl, but maybe this time like a basic Latinx girl or like a basic black girl. That would be fun. And oh, I'm always. If you give me Bianca Lawson's character from Dawson's Creek in college, I would, I would love that. Oh, that would be a time. A like black girl that. filmmaker in college? Give it to me. You don't even have to change the schools. NYU is a great school for for film majors. That's true. That would be really funny. That would be really fun and a really fun time. have it folks this is everything that we think made felicity good bad basic and 
a landmark. If you'd like to check out the series, Felicity is currently streaming on Hulu and for free on abc.go. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Good, The Bad, The Basic, be sure to share it with your friends. If you're a patron on our Patreon, be sure to check out our Felicity playlist. Tune in next week as we keep this season going with a discussion on global and ease college drama, The Best Years. The Best Years is currently streaming on uh, questionable channels on YouTube, but check out this modern relic because you don't want to miss out on this conversation. The Good, The Bad, The Basic is streaming on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to tune into our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. Please follow us at The Good, Bad, Basic on Twitter and at Good, Bad, Basic Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also be sure sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our weekly episodes debut. If you love this sort of content and want more, become a show producer and patron over on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash goodbadbasic. Your support allows us to keep bringing you our regular weekly episodes as well as exclusive bonus material. Until next time, bye everyone.